Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Monday, February 15th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'm joined by my co-host on Monday mornings, Mr. Marcel Dorf, a.k.a. Big Marcel, also known as number one in the MMA OB Pick'em Pool. Beginner's luck, Marcel, I'm telling you, man. It definitely is, man. <laughs> You're killing it, bro. You're doing great. Um, another crazy card, Marcel. <laughs> another crazy card. Like, this whole year, man, it's just been, like, oh, so many fights, dude. Like, it's just – it's insane right now. Uh, this sport is is the best, and every card is just, like, unbelievable upsets, especially on this card, man. There was one on the prelims, Marcel, we'll talk about. Yeah. I It was, like, the most fun I've had watching a fight in a long time, man, watching that fight, which we'll talk about in a second. But how was your uh, weekend, Marcel? I know it was Valentine's weekend, Marcel. Did you have a – a nice little dinner or, or anything like that? Uh, get some flowers or some love letters? or No, nah, bro, nothing, nothing. I mean, uh, it's really more of an American kind of thing, I think, and it's been, uh, uh, like, introdu- it's like uh, adopted over the whole world pretty much right now. Right. Uh, no, I'm not really into that kind of stuff, but, hey, maybe, listen, I don't have anybody. Uh, I don't have a partner or whatever, so maybe that's why I'm not really into it. So Yeah, yeah for sure. So maybe it's more fun for you to tell that to the people than for me. So, I guess so. I mean for me, like honestly, like I've I've had girlfriends, many girlfriends in my life, but like they were never too serious. So I never really like had someone that like actually meant something as my Valentine's, you know. But I'm with my current partner, and she's my fiance, obviously. So I love her, man. And it was a nice day. Like I got her flowers. We went did some shopping a little bit, and uh, we got a nice dinner. And then we watched some movies. We just chilled. Like, you know, she's great. We watched UFC, too, on Saturday night. So, I mean, that was my weekend. And that was my Valentine's weekend. It was, it was a good, uh, solid weekend overall, Marcel. So, uh, sending much love here, Marcel, you know, uh, to you. And I uh, hope you had a good weekend as well. I think for me, overall, it was fine. But the thing is, like, it's tough for me because, like, my grandmother my grandmother died two years ago uh, on Valentine's Day. So, I've been dating my current uh, fiancé for almost three years now. But, like, that was the first – Valentine's we had together was the one where she had passed away in the same day. So it's always a bittersweet day. Like I went to the cemetery yesterday to see her grave and stuff. So yes, it's, I mean, I posted a photo on my, on my Twitter. It looks great. It's fun. It's, it's nice. That's what, that's the one side you see. You don't see the other side where I was at my grandmother's grave yesterday, you know? So I don't want to talk about that stuff online. I want to make it happy. And that's what it was. And it was happy because you watched a great card too, right? It was an yeah. awesome card, man. Let's get into it, Marcel. Um, main event of the evening, Kamara Usman and Gilbert Burns. Jeez. Uh, another amazing performance by this guy, man. I mean, the first round was obviously sketchy. It looked like he was close to being hurt. Like, he was hurt bad, obviously. I guess he – I don't know if he counted as a, as a knockdown, but he got hurt. He got dropped by Burns early on in the fight, the th- first 30 seconds. And I was thinking, oh, man, this is just like the Woodley fight where he dropped him early and never recovered. But Usman recovered so quick, Marcel. And after that, you just saw how good he is, the, the jab. The jab reminded me – it reminds me of GSP, the way it's like a piston-like jab, just fire, fire, bang, bang. But he's like a more approved version of GSP in many ways. I'm not saying he's a better fighter overall or anything like in the GOAT list, but Marcel, the way he's able to jab and use that jab to knock down Gilbert's twice was phenomenal. I mean, the amount of power we saw in Usman's jab was phenomenal. So I was blown away by his performance, man. I mean, obviously he got hurt the first round, but after that – Incredible. I want to hear you talk about Usman. I want to talk about Burns too, but I want to hear your thoughts on Usman first. Yeah, like I said, man, I expected a decision win, but um, Usman did very well after not a very good first round for him. He came back like halfway second round, you know, uh, tagged Gilbert and 
from from that moment it was a uh, he had it in the back you know he had to had to fight in the back at the moment he tagged Gilbert the halfway the second round it was Usman's fight and um, yeah he put him away man in the third in the third round um, a very good performance overall man um, people I see people still talking shit about Usman online I don't understand it to be honest you know uh, listen man I know he's with a lot of fans not really popular but you gotta give the guy credits man if you see who he beat how he beat them and what he did yeah. you know people should get, look past that you know i know gilbert burns uh is a big fan favorite and there's also to do with how he interacts with fans online and everything you know he's uh he's really popular and usman usman is not really that guy who interacts a lot with fans uh, and, and people think he's boring but i think he's a great champion and uh, one of pro Arguably, maybe I would say I, I wouldn't put him above GSP in my opinion, but he is definitely one of the best welterweights of all time in the UFC. So uh, yeah. getting that credit, and I wouldn't be mad if somebody puts him above GSP to be honest. But I personally wouldn't. But hey, if if he if he wins two or three more, man, maybe uh, I, I have a different opinion. You know? Yeah, he's incredible. I mean, he's listen. He's eighteen and one in his career. He's thirteen and zero in the UFC. That's amazing. Yeah. Now the thing is. I don't – and his resume is amazing too. I mean, the the wins are really good, Marcel. Like Colby, Jorge, Woodley, RDA, Burns, Maya, um, Leon Edwards as well. He's got some amazing wins. I mean, it's it's unbelievable what he's done. But only three title defenses compared to 11 for DSP. To me, that is the difference right there. Uh, and also this. People are going to be like, whoa, when they hear this. He's 33 right now, right? That's when GSP retired after Johnny Hendricks. He was 33. So all those years, GSP didn't have to like – Make it an even more impressive resume, Marcel, because I think he could have won more fights. Go ahead. Oh man, I want to hear Cole Shelton's opinion on this one. That I wonder if he's around today. He, I hope he's here. Hopefully, you're here, Cole. That, that's the big game changer for you. That GSP has so many title defense and Usman doesn't. Because, Eleven to three, Marcel. I mean, to me, that's indisputable. You know, it's uh, with a corner discussion last time out. I, I want to know what his opinion is on this one. It really, this, the guy's amazing. Like, there's no doubt about it. Listen, if you want to say Usman's better, you can make an argument. There, like, because the quality wins are really good. I just think GSP, what he did, he did it for longer. He did it against, you know, yes, looking back now, you're like, oh, Matt Sarah, Matt Hughes, these guys are old. They're not that good. At the time, they were the best guys. It's so easy to look back and say that. I hate that argument. You, you can also... I mean, people are like, "Ah, oh, Chuck Liddell's uh, record isn't that great." You, you fought, man. Different eras. These guys mm -hmm. were top of the game uh, at that yep. moment. You know, you you can't compare. You just I, can't. I agree completely. You have to like beat the best guys of that time. And looking back, sure, these guys, you know, they lost a bunch of fights in their careers, but plus we got at the time, GSP, what he was doing at the time, Marcel, like he was beating guys so easy, 50-45 every fight, easy. Fighter, Complete fighter, and MMA has evolved so much that you you just can't compare these these eras you know because mma was still in the 90s it was still baby shoes you know yeah, mma yeah. and it developed and developed and you see pretty much also nobody gets caught anymore and like triangle chokes or whatever you know you saw how many triangle chokes arm bars arm bars we had in the ufc 60s ufc 70s ufc 80s and right now you maybe see two finishes like that in a month or something yeah. you know yeah. so it's definitely different right now man everybody trains ground game everybody trains stand-up game so yeah i mean it's different i just hate the whole who's been a gsp comparison in general like can we can we appreciate both of them like why do we have to be in a rush to compare these guys and be like usman's better than gsp now honestly gsp right now is better than usman but i think usman 
if he continues this forward progression like he has been, Marcel, there's no there's no question he can get if he gets to like twenty and zero, he you know you're talking about the greatest fighter of all time, not just the greatest welterweight. Like he's he's closing in on the pound for pound discussion right now, no doubt about it. To me, he's easily in the top ten. He should actually, Marcel, I think he's close to the top five right now, pound for pound. Like, and I know that's a whole stupid discussion itself, but the guy's amazing. Like, you know, the whole nope. Usman's boring thing. I don't agree with that either. That he had, he had, he had, he's had some boring fights. He definitely has. No, Masvidal fight was not a good fight, although it was taken on seven days' notice, which everyone forgets about Marcel. For Usman, everyone's like, "Oh, Masvidal had seven days to train and cut weight." What about Usman fighting a completely different guy? It was a completely different fight, you know. So to me, but, you gotta give the guy respect. Go ahead. That's not even true, man. I mean, Masvidal prepared like two months for that fight because he knew he he, he could have been a backup for that fight. And sure. he just and now they are saying like it's just seven days, it's complete BS, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean Well, we gotta uh, talk about the rematch. What do you think about this? I, I I'm not interested really. I don't have to see him, man. I said it right after the fight. I mean, I understand Usman wants a fight because it makes him a lot of money probably to fight Masvidal again. But that will be a one-sided beatdown, man. I mean, Masvidal isn't listen, I like Masvidal, no no disrespect, but he he doesn't have the same talent as Usman has, the top-notch fighting, the wrestling. Usman can take him down at will, I think, you know. The only thing he has to be aware of that he doesn't get knocked out. But, I mean, I don't see it happening, man. I don't have to see it. The, the right fight to make is the winner of Leon Edwards, Colby Covington fighting uh, Usman next, you know. And I also don't want to hear people like, oh, Usman should fight Khabib. Those two are not going to fight each other. Stop dreaming. Honestly, you know what? I... And I know they want to do that fight with Leon and Colby. Why not just give Leon the title shot at this point? Why not just give it to him? Because do you really need to have him <laughs> potentially lose another opponent? I would just give him Usman took no damage. Like, well, that's not true. He took a little bit of damage in this fight in the first round. But I think he'll be able to get back in the cage this summer. So maybe four months from now. Go ahead. No, man. No, don't give Atwards an immediate title shot, man. I mean, he hasn't fought for so long. I know. I know. That Woodley pulled out and that Chimaev pulled out. But... I agree completely. You know, the thing is, though, it's all about timing in the sport. You got to take the opportunities when they come. And right now, if the UFC is like, here's your chance to get the title shot you've been asking for for two years, Leon, maybe he takes it. Even though I agree with you, like, after the layoff, it'd be better for him to take a layup. But the truth is, Mar Marcel, it, either if it's Covington or Usman, those are two really hard fights. You might as well just bypass Colby and go right to the title shot, in my opinion. You know what I think, man? I think everybody says it's great that Usman will stay in this division and fight everybody, and I like it as well. But I think the moment Adesanya goes to light heavyweight and he... I, I would be surprised either. I think he wins against Jan. And if he wins, I think Usman goes to middleweight. That's yeah, and I he could do well there. I mean, he's a, he's a beast. You know what's yeah. crazy, right? Like, they show his height on every uh, broadcast. It says he's six feet tall. Dude, when I was in Brazil, he was there. Yeah. And I saw him in the airport. We were talking to him. I, like, I'm 6'3", Marcel. I swear to God he was taller than me. Maybe it's because he's, like, got that bigger-than-life persona because he's, like, we're talking to UFC champion. But, yeah. like, I'm a tall dude. He, I felt like he was taller than me, bro. Like, he's a big dude for 170. It's incredible he makes that weight. But at 185, I think he'd be right there, too. Okay. Um, I'm going to get all these questions. There's a bunch. But the one last thing I want to say is about Burns. So disappointed in his performance. And I'll tell you why. He had Usman hurt so bad. And chose to flop on his back and sit there for like three minutes, Marcel. What was he thinking? What a terrible game plan. What were they thinking? They had everything going right. They were standing and training with him, hurt him, and they flopped to his back. And that changed the fight. He's sitting there kicking his legs for like three minutes, Marcel. 
I'm like, why, did, why is Burns doing this? What's he doing? What did you think when you saw that? Uh, kind of odd, you know. <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe caught in the moment or something. I don't it know. It reminded me of when Verdum fought over him. Remember that fight? And he just kept flopping to his back and he just lied in his back. Remember that yeah. fight in Strike Force? Um, just sat there. I mean, it's a little bit different situation, but it, it, he lost the fight. He, I think he had some momentum. He, he heard he hurt Usman. Yeah. And then a minute later, jumped to his back and was trying to play guard, I guess, and maybe get catch a sub when he actually had the advantage for a bit on the feet early on. But either way, Burns gets knocked out. Okay, I'm going to get a bunch of uh, comments here. Timothy Miller, what are Rokers were fighting? I had so much hope for Burns. I mean, dude looked good overall, but uh, in the first round and then after that, yikes. Timothy Miller, Usman's jab might as well been a right hook. I mean, it was incredible. Timothy Miller, I think he needs to be Colby again to really settle in the uh, place where he's spoken in the same breath as GSP. That was a great fight. I was at that fight, super close. Knocked him out in the fifth round. Although <laughs> Mark Goddard had something to do with that. Uh, Marcus Williams, after seeing how good Usman performed with Trevor Whitman as head coach, do you think Usman's going to go back to Henry Hoof? No, I don't think so. I think he's good where he is. That uh, Trevor Whitman, he does like private camp almost. Uh, he works with a few specific fighters, including Usman, including Gaethje. I wouldn't change anything if I was him. This was, to me, the best performance of his career. What do you think? Yeah, I agree, man. Definitely, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Daniel Edwards, I love Usman's attitude. He'll fight anyone. No shenanigans. I like it, too. Hey, Tyler. He says, do you guys think Maslow Call is simply wanting a bigger payday? I think he's trying to tell the UFC he could be a major headliner after they gave him no help selling this pay-per-view. Dude, I, that's a great point. The co-main event was Macy Barber and Alexa Grasso. And, yeah, I know it was supposed to be Wyman Hall. That's not a big fight either. They needed a second title fight, I think, on this card. As far as the numbers for this card, I, I can't see it doing more than like 300,000, but I could be wrong. Oh, Marcel's gone. Hopefully he jumps back in. Um, yeah, I think the numbers were aren't going to be that great for this card as far as the pay-per-view goes. I uh, could be wrong. I mean, it was an okay card. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's going to be too too good. Let me just see where Marcel went. I think his internet probably dropped. We should come back here in a second. Oh, there he is. Marcel, man, I got so sad you left us. Come on, man. Oh, man. This is a really bad connection, so I tried to restart it. So. Nah, you're fine, bro. Um, Timothy says Colby's more logical pick for the next shot. Mm. He did beat Woodley in his last fight, but I think he needs one more. Like, it's crazy because I thought they were going to do Maserol and Covington for tough, and now that looks like it's not going to happen. Daniel Edwards, for Usman's sake, they need to remind the audience of Edwards. But having Edwards in the main event can fight. True. Hey, Valerie's here. She says Wonder Boy needs one more win. He's right there, too. He wants to fight, but probably doesn't need another win. I don't think you get a win, a title shot being Jeff Neal. Daniel Edwards, I think the emotion got into Burns. Cody Garbrandt, crazy, sums it up very well. Very good very good point. That might, Kind of like the Pedro Munoz fight, where he did well and then got caught in the firefight. Jose says, what do you guys think of Wonderboy Eastman? I love that fight, because Wonderboy has excellent takedown defense. I actually want to look at what it is. But I think it's like it, it's it's really good. So, on the feet, yeah, Eastman's looked improved, but I mean, Thompson is one of the greatest strikers ever in welterweight. Um, Steven Thompson, man. Yeah, he's he's a beast, dude. Love the guy. We'll see. We'll see if he gets that shot. But, yeah, I, I don't know, Marcel. I, like, you're right. It'll probably be Leon and Colby next month, and the winner of that gets the, the title shot, right? Yeah, I would expect it would make the most sense, in my opinion. That's what we're saying. But, I mean, Tyler's got a point, too, about Maswell and the pay-per-views. You're right. It could be horrid because that's what Usman wants. But as a fan, like we saw that fight last year and it wasn't a great fight. I, I don't know. I, I'm not interested in it right now. I like to see Maslow get uh, 
Has he fought since then? Has he even fought since then? That's mm. all. Has he fought since Usman? No. Dude, get the, come on. <laughs> get the guy a win first. Get him a fight. You don't lose 50-45 and then get a title shot. No way. Kevin Scott, what is with Wonderboy calling Edwards as soon as their interest comes out? Wonderboy's hurt, has some hand injury. I heard about that too. Yeah, he's not going to fight next month. What do you know about Wonderboy? Um, I mean, Wonderboy seems always been like the darling of the welterweight division, man. Everybody loves to do it, you know, yeah. and uh, I think he's good. But as far as, man, I mean, the thing is, if he fights, uh, uh, and how do you say that, a non-defensive fighter, he does very well. If he fights a defensive fighter, the fights suck. You know, that's mostly how it is. So, I don't know, man. If Usman is, uh, is attacking him, it can be a fun fight. But if Usman also going and counter-fighting, that fight can suck bad, you know. So, I, I don't know about it if I really want to see it. Yeah, me either. Uh, you want to move on to, like, Jose, can you save your questions till the end if it's possible? Because we want to just get through the card first. I will take your questions. But he's got some other questions about stuff that's not card 258 related. But we are playing and talking about that news including Struve a little bit later. Let's go through some other fights. I mean, listen, like the, there were some fights on here that were kind of forgettable. Um, Grasso Barber was a decent fight. Barber came on strong late, but just got out boxed. And I know you called this one. Um, I must, I'm still not too sure what to think of a Grasso. I don't know if I buy her as a contender, but she looked pretty good in this fight. What'd you think? I barely can hear. I was just about to mess you. I barely can hear you, man. I don't know which one of our connection is bad, but. I don't know. One Sorry, of the... can you guys hear me? Can you just let me, someone write in the chat if they can hear me and if they can hear Marcel. I can hear Marcel. I can hear myself, obviously, but there's an issue here. Yeah, let us know, man. I mean, <laughs> I can hear myself clearly, obviously, but uh, yours like a little bit of uh, ha, 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 to me, but it can be my connection as well. I'm just asking the chat. Sorry, Marcel, if, it, if it's me. I can hear some like talking there. Can you hear me at all, Marcel? I hear you, but it's just like if you're going full sentences. Okay. Uh, These guys are saying it's good. I think it's your connection, Marcel, so we're going to move on. If you can't hear me, type it in the chat, and I'll uh, I'll, I'll tell you what I said. Okay. I'm just going to get Cole's comment. He says, I'm, I'm here late. Sorry, GSP's the GOAT. Come on. I'm Canadian. You think I won't pick GSP? Get out of here. Get out of here, Marcel. Get out of here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, Grasso, Barber, um, Gastelum, Heinisch. Man, Gaston looked good in this fight. You know, he, his striking was very on, and he was speedy, fast. He looked good. I thought Heinisch had a good chance here, Marcel, but taken down very often. His cardio looked questionable. What do you think of this fight? Yeah, but can we talk about Grasso first against? Barber? Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, my bad. Go ahead. Um, yeah, man, I really like Grasso. I liked her before the fight already. I, I said if she if she can keep it standing, she probably wins. The funny thing is that she did great, amazing on the ground as well, you know. Only the third, the third round was for Barber. Um, yeah, I think I really liked the performance for Grasso, man. She did very well. She won the first two rounds, clearly, in my opinion. So 29-28. Um, I wonder, man, people are like, why does Macy Barber get so much hate? Well, because she talks a lot, you know. And uh, I don't hate Macy Barber. I think she's a, a great talent and all. Well, she talks a lot, man. That, that's people. People don't like that if you talk a lot and you don't do it, you know. And she was very sour after the Roxanne Modafferi win. She didn't even give Roxanne any props, so that's also a thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, good fight. I think Barbara did well in the third round. She had to go through. She had to go because she was twenty eighteen behind. But uh, yeah, Grosso won, and uh, she will uh, be entering the top ten tomorrow probably. Yep, yep. And Timothy, he likes her. She's the real deal. She's got good boxing, no doubt about it. And then Gaslam, what were your thoughts on his fight? 
Yeah, I, I have to say, I only saw the third round. So <laughs> the first I think he lost the third round, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He might have yeah. lost. Yeah, yeah. I fell asleep yeah. the first two, so uh, I was already late. It's the only fight I fell asleep, and I haven't watched it back, so uh, okay. can't really say. But uh, you didn't miss I, much. People say Gaston did well, so. You didn't miss uh, much. I'm guessing the Ricky Simone fight made you a little bit tired because it went 30 27. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big sleepy Marcel. Um, yeah, I mean, Simone looked good, obviously. Now, one of the great, uh, there were some good fights. The next two fights were absolutely amazing. Julian Marquez versus Mackie Patolo. I actually had Marquez by submission. One of the few good calls I had. I really liked him by sub here. And listen, Patolo was on his way to winning. He won the first two rounds. He was probably going to lose the third, but he was on his way to winning the fight. Number one, kept leaving his neck out throughout the fight. Numerous times where uh, Marquez had that guillotine choke set up. And then eventually the Anaconda, obviously. But he had that guillotine many times during the fight. Patolo is gas tank failed him again too. He was winning the first he was winning the first two rounds, obviously, and then he gassed out a little bit in the third. He was taking a ton of damage. Even if he didn't get the finish, it could have been a 10-8 round because he took a lot of damage in that third round. So, you know, overall, it wasn't a great performance by Marquez Marcel because he was losing that fight. But he found a way to win. He found a way to dig deep. And I, I was watching it, and I'm like, come on, Julian, dig deep, man. Come on. Because I know how much heart that guy has. You know, he battled back from three years away to get a, get back in the octagon, Marcel. It meant a lot to him. And also, I think that that layoff gave him some ring rust. But, yes, I, I was very impressed. And then, of course, he uh, he asked Miley Cyrus to be his valentine. I don't know what's going on with that because apparently he wants her to put a tattoo on herself. But, anyways, what do you think of this fight? I thought it was amazing. It was a good fight, man. Uh, Pitolo did very well in the first two rounds. He won those rounds. Uh, Marquez came back, won the third round. Looked like he won the post-fight interview as well. And after the post-fight interview, a few hours later, he lost the complete fight by uh, <laughs> tweeting something out about Miley Cyrus getting a Hannah tattoo or something, whatever that was. It was funny to me, but um, yeah. I mean, uh, but overall, uh, from a sports perspective, a great a great win for Marquez, a very uh, needed win after such a long layoff. And uh, good for him, man, to come back like that. I mean, uh, he needed it. And for Pitolo, sucks, man. I think we don't. We probably won't see Pitolo back. Maybe one more, but I'd be surprised, man. I'd like but, to see him get one more, man. I mean, I know his record is only two and three, but I, I like his fights for the most part. Except for that horrid fight with your boy, Callan Potter. That fight was just trash. But the other fights were, were pretty fun. Daniel says he had him in sub by round two. Didn't bet it. It's okay. Valerie says 10 made me 300. Nice job. I guess you had him by round three. Sub. You look good in that third round. Okay, so we'll get those other questions. Jose, I know you got some questions and I'm going to answer them. I just want to get through this uh, card first. We're almost done anyways. Tyler, James Cross's corner motivation had me wanting to run through a brick wall. How could Marquez not pull off the comeback? Dude, he's the best, man. I love Krauss. Turn into a great coach. Good fighter, great coach. Um, let's go to the prelims, Marcel. <laughs> I got to be honest, guys, this is like one of the most fun times, recent memory I can remember watching a fight. My whole family was watching this fight. It was on the TV downstairs, and we were watching it uh, after dinner. And uh, Hernandez and Vieira, I mean, what an absolutely amazing fight. Outstanding fight. Dude, I mean, Vieira looked incredible in that first round. Like, Marcel, I'm watching him. I'm like, this guy's an absolute monster. The way he just threw him to the canvas, moved right into full mount. But the question mark we had, what happens if he doesn't finish in the first round? And we saw what happened. And this guy, man, I don't know what happened to Vieira. 
it's like he just turns it's, it's like he turned to a statue he was so stiff guys he couldn't move he couldn't move he couldn't walk and hernandez just tore him down absolutely phenomenal performance by anthony hernandez to me to me, this was like a star-making performance by this guy. I think this is like a breakout performance by Hernandez more so. This is the kind of performance he needed, in my opinion, to show everyone that he's a legitimate fighter. Because i got to be honest, going into this fight, I clearly overlooked this guy, clearly. A lot of us did, including Timothy, because he said he uh, – where is he? He said he <laughs> ruined his parlay. Dude, this is why I'm staying away from these big favorites right now. But in general, I was. this is one of those ones that really shocked me. And clearly, I – overlooked Anthony because he is a good fighter and he's got a lot of guillotine chokes. He's very good with that. It's amazing. The fact he finished the air with a guillotine is phenomenal. I still can't believe how bad this dude gassed. Tyler says, I've never seen a guy another human look as tired as Vieira was. Dude, it's like his whole body was stiff and he was just there to get knocked out. You knew he was done after the first round. I wrote on my Twitter, I'm like, go throw every dollar you have on Hernandez live right now. And he wasn't even that big of a favorite, I don't think, after the first round. But, man, phenomenal. Timothy Miller, he looked dead. <laughs> he, he did. I think Marcel's having some internet connections. Hopefully he jumps back in. Jose, I'll take this question for sure. He says, Fluffy versus Pino Soriano. Dude, that sounds like a great fight to me. I would love to see that fight. Big fan of both guys. Puno looked phenomenal in his last fight. Knocking with Dusko with those punches. He looked phenomenal. Both guys, fantastic young fighters from Contender Series. I just think this was one of those performances by Fluffy where like he's going to become like a household name almost. The guy is a good fighter, man. And again, someone I overlooked and it just makes me want to like look really more closely in these fights. Even fights like this where I'm like, this is, I thought this was honestly an easy fight for Vieira. I'm like, why are they booking this fight? This is an easy first round sub. And it looked like it for about five minutes. And then he got so tired. And we knew that was going to be a problem. It's just crazy because he's actually been out of the first round a few times and never looked that tired. It was crazy. I also think he uh, probably had too much muscle. Like I'm watching watching uh, you know the weigh-ins. I mean, the guy looked like a brick, you know, shit house. He looked amazing, but all that muscle definitely hurt his cardio. There's no doubt about it. Marcel's back. Marcel, you there? You there? Yeah, and then probably those shit bags over here are working on the internet again. I don't know what's up with them. It's okay. Dude. We, we love having you either, Marcel, even if you're here just in spirit. Andre, what's going on, man? He says, dude, I love when my casual friends have caught in the hype, been on Burns, free money for me. Nice job, man. Yeah, Usman, he's phenomenal, dude. But yeah, um, I just talked about Fluffy. Marcel, amazing performance, right? Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, we expected it, right? I said last time. Oh, is he there? Oh, oh. Um. There he is. Yeah, for him, um, very happy for him. Very good. Um, and a submission, man. He's only like this, like the first, the second time, uh, ADC, ADCC world champion is going is being submitted in the UFC. You know how so, crazy is that, eh? Honestly, how insane is that? Absolutely, man. Like not only did he finish him, but he choked him out. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, he, he could have went for ground and pound. He would have finished him for sure easily. He could have just threw elbows. He wanted he, to make a point. He wanted that submission win. Yeah. And well-deserved 50000 no doubt about it. Uh, to be honest with you, there, it could have been fight of the night. I think it was an amazing fight. I really think this was an incredible fight, but it's hard to reward a guy for having bad cardio, right? Like, it really is, you know? Listen, man, they could have given him 100K, in my opinion. That was it could have been. Yeah. amazing fight. Amazing. Yeah. I'm going to take these comments. Okay. Flo Jose, again, I'll, I'll catch yours at the end. I'm going to go through back, and I'll get all yours, Jose, because I really like you. 
Andre, who would you guys like as a comeback fight for Burns? We didn't answer that one. And Timothy's asking too. Great question, guys. Phenomenal question. I actually have to pull up the rankings quickly. Let me pull them out. Um, welterweight. I mean, Burns versus Masvidal on paper makes a lot of sense because they're both coming off losses. But you know, I don't know if that's going to happen. That would be a great fight, though, Marcel. Burns versus Masvidal. Burns versus Kiesa would be a good fight. Thompson. Thompson's a great fight. Uh, really, any of these fights? I think I like the Kiesa. I like the Kiesa one. Yeah, why not give Michael a, a step up? Give him a chance to fight a top guy, you know? Maybe they'll do that fight. But I think Masvidal would be a good fight, too. I think it makes sense. But it seems like Usman wants Masvidal, so he'll probably get that title shot. Even though he hasn't won a fight in a while. <laughs> it's been over a year. Um, getting back to the card, Bilal Muhammad. Marcel picks up a nice win by decision. Uh, Chris Gutierrez also had a decision win. Pauli Anna Vienna with an arm bar. Uh, and then opening up the card, Gabe Green against Phil Rowe. Actually, we'll talk about that one in a sec. Give me your thoughts on the other three, and then we'll talk about that fight. But Bilal, Vienna, and Gutierrez, any thoughts on those three? Bilal, pretty expected, as I thought it would go. Man, dominating. Uh, you know, Bilal is good overall. I thought um, Bilal, is, Bilal is top 15, you know. And Diego Lima had a good win streak, but I think Bilal is just a little bit too good at this moment for Diego Lima. Um, we had Andre Ewell against Chris Gutierrez. Uh, Gutierrez looked very good in the fight. Uh, although Ewell did well in the first round yeah. until uh, he got knocked down. And uh, after that, I think Gutierrez took over. So good one for Gutierrez on short notice. Ewell was also short notice, by the way. Um, Oleana Viana against Mallory Martin. Um, yeah, I thought it was a 50-55 for me on forehand, you know, but uh, I doubt Viana. Uh, could do damage on the ground when she got it to the ground. And, uh, man, she did very well. I mean, yep. a beautiful armbar um, win for, for Viana. And uh, she looks finally doing well right now in the UFC. You know, she won her first, then she lost three, and now she won two again. So yep. uh, hope for her. It's, uh, it's outwards for her at this point. Yep, I agree with that. And the Gutierrez fight, interesting fight because, you know, Ul was winning that fight, guys, and then he got caught with, like, a head kick or a knee at the end of the first round, and that changed the whole fight. Like, he was winning that fight, Marcel. I was going to write down 10-9 Ewell in that first round. Knocked down, 10-9 Gutierrez. Second round, I think Ewell won the second round, I think. And then the third, or on some one scorecard he did. Because it was 29-28, 30-27, 30-26. It was basically Gutierrez after that, though, let's be honest. The head kick or knee or whatever it was changed the fight. Okay, last fight. I just want to get your thoughts on this because I know we, were, me and you were in the minority. Because we both did score a Phil Rogan's Gabe Green first and third rounds. The third round was the was the round that it came down to, really. Because I know one judge had 30-27, but most people scored this fight 29-20 either way. First round, Phil Rowe. No doubt about it. He took him down. He had mount. He had full mount for multiple minutes. That's that's a 10-9 round. Second round, Gabe Green dropped him. Gabe Green did some damage. Death, that's Gabe Green round. Even though he should have had a point deducted for that low blow. There was one low blow, Marcel, where he just punched him in the dick for no reason. Like, he just yeah. punched him in the... You remember that one? I was like, dude, he just punched the guy in the dick. Like, it wasn't even... Like, it wasn't a, a mishit. You just aimed at it and punched at it. That should be a, a one-point deduction, in my opinion. Didn't take a – I don't know who the ref was, but they didn't take a point. I think it was Mark Smith, actually. And then uh, third round, you know, Rowe had dominant positions again. Mount, full mount for a few minutes, multiple takedowns, positional control. Then, again, it gets dropped, like, really late in the fight, and that swayed the judges. But, you know, I think people are – they're saying he was lane praying. That's not what lane prey is. Lane prey is not moving to full mount. That's not lane prey. Lane prey is when you stay in guard and just stay in the guy's guard. That doesn't like it's like how Nick Lenz used to fight ten years ago. They don't really they don't allow that really anymore. 
They don't really allow lane prey anymore. Moving it to full mount is not lane praying. That's a lot of points. If you want to score a fight for Gabe Green, that's fine. But you can't say the guy was lane praying when he moved into full mount and tried to get a finish. I know you scored it for row two, so what do you think? Hey, man, whatever. You don't know who the referee is, and it's a bad call. Just say Chris Taroni. Um, Probably was it, actually. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, yeah, I had the same as you, man. First round row, third round row, and I even tweeted out, man, row won this fight by having a, a better fight IQ than Gabe Green. You know, and I really thought he would get the decision. I was pretty surprised, to be honest. I know uh, Green did probably more damage on the feet than Roe did, you know, but I think the dominating positions and trying to go to mouth, like you said, and being in mouth was enough. You know, that's what I thought. So uh, I rewatched the fight. I still think it was 29-28 row A, but whatever. I picked, I picked Gabe Green, so it didn't really matter to me as for, for my picks, you know, but I mean... I think Ro won the fight, but um, yeah, I mean, what what can you say, right? I, I mean, mean, here's a great comment from Tyler. Third round, classic case of a fighter having one major moment in the round that judges forgetting the other 459. Dude, so true. It happens so often. This is why pride-style judging is questionable because I love pride and everything, but you know, people always forgot what happened in the first 10-minute round and the second five-minute round, Marcel. What happened in that last round? That's who usually won the fight. Yeah, so, I, I go I also love when people get upset when, when you give a score at 29-28. It's like, why are you getting upset about this, man? I mean, uh, you saw Oh, me. for you? Yeah, I saw that. And, you know, people were doing it to me, too. They're like, you're biased. I'm like, whatever. I, I You know, I, this, here's the thing. I picked <laughs> teams. So. Yeah, and there's there's no benefit for me or Marcel, whoever else is doing the scoring and decisions. Yeah. I'm not doing it now, but if anyone is, there's no benefit to those guys scoring the fight for a certain person. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't help them. It doesn't benefit anyone. Like, we're not – there's too many fans out there that think that that media actually influences the real judges more so. Like, there's people out there that think you're in there, they think you're actually scoring the fight more so. There are people out there that are that dumb. They think that's you. <laughs> they think you're Chris Tyone <laughs> or whoever. <laughs> Tim, can, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, what did you say? Don't go too far. <laughs> okay. 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 Tim said I had Green and Roe had like a minute of control time. He had a lot of, I got to check it out. Let me just look at the stats here. That fight, and again, I know stats don't count really, but I will say this: he did get the he did cre get credited with the knockdown. At the time, I wasn't I wasn't sure as, as someone watching the fight if it was a knockdown, so I wasn't even sure if it was. It's hard, it's hard for the judges, right? I'm looking at this. Uh, Phil Rowe, Phil Rowe control time. Yes, overall it's five forty three to two thirteen. But if you break down the rounds, first round two hundred nine to one thirteen, so double. Third round two forty five in the ground mark, held in thirty seven seconds. You know, but Green had 18 significant strikes landed to eight for Rowe, and he had a knockdown. Rowe had two minutes, or yeah, 245 of control and two out of four takedown score. It was a close fight, dude. I'm not going to sit here and argue it was a, mm -hmm. like a bad call. Tyler said he had Rowe as well, and he said he bet Green. So just like you, Marcel, there you go, same thing. Tim said I had Green. The only thing Rowe did better was barely have control time. Again, dude, he, he out-controlled him. Um, five times, literally five times the amount of time in the fifth round, third round. That's a lot more time. But again, it is about damage. Green got that late knockdown. I'm not going to sit here and complain about this decision. It is what it is. All right. I'm going to get to Jose's questions because he was so polite as, as uh, waiting for us. And Tim says it was close. Exactly, Tim. I'm not going to. This is not like uh, one of those fights where I'm like complaining about, you know, the decision. Now, I want to get, uh, I want to get Jose's comments. He asked you a few questions. Now, Stefan Struve retired this morning, guys. Stefan Struve, 32 years old. By the way, I'm seeing different records because he posted some pictures saying he's 13 and 
33 and 19, but if you go to uh, or whatever it was, and then you go to Tapology and Sherdog, they have a different record listing them with less wins. I'm not sure why he got these extra, where he got these four extra wins from. But either way, the guy retires with uh, 29 and 16 record. The crazy thing is he was uh, 16 and I think it was that, something like that, Marcel, uh, or 29 and 13 record, I should say. 16, two record before the UFC. In the UFC, 13, 11. So positive record. One of the best bets I ever made was Struve. I think he was plus 150. He knocked out Stipe Miocic. One of the best bets I ever made. No one believed me that day. They were like, you're crazy, dude. I was like, he's going to do it. But this was before Stipe was actually like really good. That's his best win. He also has a win over a Bigfoot. He has a win over a little a Big Nog, Pat Barry. He had eight bonuses in the UFC. He had some amazing fights. The Dennis Stoinich fight, and <laughs> I think it was in Germany. That was one of the craziest fights I've ever seen. One of those bloody fights. Struve, listen, the guy was not a great fighter. He had a very questionable chin. He got knocked out a lot. In fact, he was knocked out nine times in his career. However, the guy lasted in the UFC for 12 years. He fought since he was 18 years old or some 20 years old in the UFC, Marcel. He's a pioneer of this division in many ways of the European heavyweight team. I do have a lot of respect for this guy. He had a pretty good career overall. Uh, best of luck. What are your thoughts? Yeah, man, that, that Stoinich fight, that rem reminds me of a headline by a German newspaper who put that on the front cover. And it was like, this is more this is more awful than World War II or something. I was like, <laughs> what this is the crazy headline is this? So, um, yeah, man, Stefan Struve. Uh, you say Stefan Struve, but Stefan Struve, he's, he's a good guy, man. I mean, he's always one of the nicest guys I met in the game. A uh, great, great career he had. Uh, most uh, UFC fights for a Dutch fighter, you know. So, um, like you said, man, I, I think his best win, probably for me, the way he fought in that fight is against uh, Big Knock. I think he, he finally fought with uh with his he, he with his length you know his height his height is like huge and he finally used that in, in that fight to keep his distance with front kicks and all of that kind of stuff so i really like that fight i think the miocic fight of course is, is great yep. uh put silver fight over here in rotterdam you know where we knocked him out within 15 seconds was amazing yeah so um i mean He's, he's a great dude, you know. I, I'm kind of disappointed in the UFC, have to be honest here, because uh, on Friday, on Thursday, uh, they put on their on their website former fighter, so there was already people were like, uh, we, we check that out daily, you know, and they are like, hey, stuff stuff is true, cut or whatever, you know. And I got some questions, and I was like, I have no idea. So uh, one guy from MMA DNA is been talking to Struve and Struve is like yeah I'm going to put out a statement but how do you know and it's like yeah this former fighter on the UFC website I was like oh okay yeah like man the UFC why can't you wait a, a week I know weeks before a fighter makes a statement because now we have to make that statement this week and we didn't know when he wanted to make that statement so you know that's that's kind of disrespectful to me but uh yeah whatever yeah great career for Struve I wish him all the best I'm just gonna pull this up really quick we got we got we got time up this storage fight. Actually, someone just reminded me on Twitter, uh, my boy uh, Dan Vreeland from Top Turtle Podcast, who I'm going to be joining later today, but uh, he was saying uh, the Christian Warcraft fight. That was a crazy fight too. But yeah, I mean, let's, let's watch this one. This was... Uh... The Warcraft fight was with the lip. Yeah, that was a crazy one. This was nuts too. This was uh, Dennis Stoinich versus Stefan Struve. I was looking for this newspaper. I really want to find... If you can find that, Marcel, like, 
Uh, not now, obviously, but you know, at some point it showed to me. I'd love to see that newspaper. Right. I think I remember hearing it. Look at bloody this fight was like it was just a bloodbath, dude. It, look at this. Look at it, that's Struve's head pouring blood. <laughs> yeah. Look at this fight, man. This was like look at this, Marcel. More what is it? More violent than World War Two? Is that what they said? <laughs> yeah. Or uh, the the most blood most blood we saw since World War Two, something like that. Bloody as hell. I mean, this was. I remember like I was really getting the sport at the time and. I remember watching. It, I was like, "Holy crap! This fight is brutal!" Like, and the fact he won because he got hurt so bad in that first round. I think I'm just showing you guys the second round. Obviously, he's going what, for the rear naked. Not there. The rear naked choke, man. I think it was more like a face crank or a neck crank. What did he? How did he finish him? Maybe he just got punched. Was it just punches? No, no it's a rear. It says rear naked. Let's see here. I think. He, let's see. Punches. That's the neck, and he's fishing for it. I just got to see the shot of Struve where he just gets up. There you go. Yeah, you're right, Marcel. I mean, the guy got – he was tired too. Look yeah. at this. I love this scene here. And then Struve is just – Yeah, with a smile on his face. Look at this. That is awesome. I've so, yeah. caught uh, Velasquez and Struve, man, and then he got caught. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy – you know what? You look at who he lost to in the UFC, it was like really tough fights. Like JDS. His first fight in the UFC was JDS. Yeah. Um, Rory Nelson knocked him out, Travis Brown, Mark Hunt. The Mark Hunt fight, I had a lot of money on Mark Hunt that night. I had won a lot of money on Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt was plus 200. I couldn't believe it. He brutally – he, like, broke his jaw, I think, in that fight. It was bad. Um, the Overeem fight was bad. You know, Volkov hurt him bad. Tuvesa, Rothwell. I mean, the guy. listen, Marcel, the guy's chain was very questionable. You know, yeah. nine knockout losses. And, you know, I think he made the right call. Hearing his – reading his statement, mm -hmm. you know, health was a big problem. He said he had some inner ear damage, which is so scary. He said he took a shot in training where, like, one of those shots is not supposed to hurt you, and it did. The guy, he should have retired a few years ago, quite frankly, Marcel. Yeah, it's just difficult for fighters, you know. I think uh, he had uh, problems with his heart. It would have been better if he stopped right there. But, yeah, you got still that – those fighters have still that itch to go back, and you, you feel like you, you can still improve and can be better, you know. So it's hard to say that somebody has to stop, but uh, I, I'm happy yeah. for him if he feels to stop right now. Better do it. You know, he, he, got, he got a kid now, so – he probably feels as well more responsibility to to be at home with his kid when he's older as well. Yeah, I, I saw that. Good for him. Yeah, I just saw that actually. Um, Daniel says that Struve, you want to be an effing fighter, dude is crazy. I recommend watching the whole fight. I just showed you guys like the the famous part. Now again, getting back to Jose's questions, thoughts on the one heavyweight division? I honestly don't have a ton of knowledge about it. Uh, is Brandon Vera the champion? Is he the champ? He's probably going to fight Arjun Bula next. Bula signs. So Bula's going to lie on top of him for five rounds, huh? Possible. <laughs> what's the, what's with the division? I know Rug Rug is their their big prospect now, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know if I really. They're trying to build it right now, I think, but uh, we have to see what what's going to happen in that division. I think, um, listen, man, if Bula wins against Vera. Uh, it's going to be tough for people to get that belt from Buller because Buller's wrestling is that good and he can lay on top on you for five rounds for sure. So, yeah. Yeah, he's not the most exciting guy, but, and I say that as a fellow Canadian, but, you know, that's, there's a reason the UFC let him go. I'll say that. Uh, and then Jose had this question earlier too. Wanted to get to this one. He said, Thoughts on Dana's comments saying from one to nine, they'll battle up to see the lightweight champion. I don't get it. He's saying, We're going to do a tournament, but it's not really an actual tournament. It's just kind of a tournament. Why don't they just make a fucking tournament? I agree with you, but I do. I understand why. Why? Because Bellator is doing a tournament? Because they can't uh, shift it as as much as they want. If they're going to do a tournament, 
you know you have the brackets ready you have one to eight you know and then that fight gonna fight fight that fight and you can't make this fighter to fight that fighter if it's on the other side of the bracket they want to be full in charge who fights who you know so that's why they're not doing a tournament right yeah that, and, yeah I, I see a lot of people say it's because of bellator i don't agree with that because ufc actually had the first tournament at ufc one so like <laughs> You know what I mean, Marcel? Like it's like people are acting like Scott Coker invented the tournament. That's yeah, we not true. You know, we all love tournaments, but yeah. it has to be done in a, in, a, in, a, in an amount of time. You know, you don't do a tournament like Bellator did last time. Like we do a tournament over one and a half year, for example. Well, this one's taking like two and a half years. The featherweight tournament. It's yeah. taking a while. It's not really their fault completely because of COVID, obviously. But but still, man. Yeah, yeah. They like if PF, PFL gets through these tournaments. Usually okay. Why can't Bellator? The thing that bothers me with Bellator all the time is when they're doing like now they're doing it not like that, but last time when they do the quarterfinals, we do four separate events for it, so we can uh, have four headlining events. It's just I understand it from a business point of view, but it's just stupid, you know that 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 doesn't feel like a tournament at all to me. For me, a tournament is like what what Pride did, you know. You got the final elimination. Uh, you got the uh, last eight. Or uh, whatever how they call it, you know. You got yeah. six fighters. You do eight fights on one night. The next the next uh, the next eight who are in the quarterfinal. You do four fights in another in another event. Then you got two. You do another event, and then you got the final. You know. And of course, you have to deal with injuries and that kind of stuff and all. But that was fun, you know. But now it's like. Uh, I mean, not now with the light heavyweight. It looks looks pretty good. Well, you know, in April you got the, within within eight days you got four the four uh, quarterfinal fights. So that's cool, you know. But uh, not as I do it before. Did it before, man. I really didn't. Yeah. Like it, so no, I'm with you. I'm gonna grab this comment, Tyler. Pride was a wild time, dude. Me and Marcel were. He was showing me his pride collection, and I was telling him about mine. Like me, I love pride. It was the best, literally the best promotion. Pride and Strike Force were the best promotion. I love Strike Force. It was amazing. UFC is great. Don't get me wrong, but like if people are just getting into MMA now and they only know about the UFC, Marcel, I feel bad because they missed a great time during like the late two thousands. Great time, man. Pride music. Ding, 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 ding. Pride music's the best, dude. Dude, the best one's actually Pride One. It's so awesome. You got Stephen Quadros there, the fight professor. Dude, I fucking love that stuff, man. I'm I'm an old school MMA friend, guys. You know, same with Marcel. We love it. Jose Flores, thoughts on Don Madras snapping that? We did talk about this fight the other day, I think. Um, uh, Jose or uh, Marcel, he likes both of them, I think. What are your thoughts? Um, why was that fight called up from Nasrat? Uh, Nasrat had uh, some, some problem. Filling in for someone. Uh, Nasrat with the Armand fight. That was uh, I think he, he was injured or he had COVID. One of the two mm-hmm. was health issues. So. I don't know if he ducked him, but what I don't think it was a favorable fight for him at all. But uh, I mean, Max Nasrat, yeah, it can be intriguing, intriguing fight. I think, man, I still think Nasrat is a good uh, prospect. It matches as well, man. But uh, Max finally getting that step up in competition, in my opinion, for what he fought in his first two fights. So uh, yeah, looking forward to it. We can see where both guys standing in this division, man. Absolutely. Now let me get some comments from uh, our boy Kevin Sky. Hey, Kevin. With Glover serving as the back of a UFC 259, predicting the sad ending. Main event's fine. Glover fills in for either Santos or Rakic on two days' notice and loses his title shot forever. Dude, you're depressing me, man. I'm a huge Glover, Mark. I love Glover. Dude, he's the best. Kevin Scott, five title fights in March. How many chance hands? I'm predicting two or three new champs. That's pretty fair. <laughs> I'll say at least one changes hands. We're going to have a new champ for sure. There's no way. And, and all five of those 
champions, I think, are favored except for obviously Yan. That's the one I think a lot of us are thinking is going to change hands for sure. But we're, they'll probably be you know, Yan versus Israel. Most people think Israel will win, right? What we have, let's see. Uh, and, and Francis. Israel against Yan, I go with Israel. That's one. Megan against Nunez, I go with Nunez, so none. Uh, Yan against Sterling, go with Yan, so none. Uh, and Ganu against Stipe, I'm not sure about yeah, that. Yeah, no, same. I don't know either. Volkanovski against Ortega, it's a tricky one as well, man, honestly. But I, I don't know, man. If Ortega fights like he did against Korean Zone. pretty good in that fight, man. Yeah. So, I, you know what? I think two. I think I'll say two. Uh, definitely one, but probably two. Fair enough. Well, I'm definitely going with Izzy in that one, but I said yeah. that. Tyler says Izzy and Francis may take the belts. It may vocal if it came. Maybe Aljo pulls it out. That sounds pretty fair. I hate looking that far ahead, though. I mean, it's so hard to look a month ahead when we have, like, we literally have 15 fights, by the way, on uh, Saturday. And I'll break them all down with Cole Sheldon tomorrow. Hopefully, Marcel can join the chat. I know you've got a busy week, Marcel. Are you, you starting to do the uh, the political mail? Is that what it was? Election stuff? or That's next week, man. Next, next week. So Marcel's still got another week where you can uh, join us. Um, he's he got some work. Marcel has a, a full time job outside of this. Like that's the thing people are saying. Marcel, a lot of the best people in this business don't do this as their career as their living. They do it because they are passionate for the sport. Capos is the same way. Go ahead. I wish, I, could, I, wish I could pay for this, man. Not, not for this, but just for the. I know, same, same. I mean, listen, it's it's tough, and, and I'm lucky I, I am employed, but it's I've been doing this for ten years. It's not like I came in this business a year ago. Like I, I went to school for it. I've been through the school of hard knocks too. So it's a tough industry. I wish there was more money in this business. I think there is money, but they just don't give it to the people that really should earn it. And that is the fighters. And I think a lot of the journalists, I think a lot of the people controlling the top of it, control the, the funds. Anyways, um, a few other things, Marcel. Uh, Leon Edwards, uh, looking for an opponent. Stephen Thompson, that's who he said, but that's not going to happen. Nate Diaz, he's calling out. I don't know. Like, I mean, Colby Covington is the other matchup now, they're saying, but the fight's March 13th, I believe. So it's it's, it's a month away. He could get pulled, like I said, pulled for Usman. They could do that too. That's an option. I think he probably ends up fighting Colby, but I'm not 100% sure. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like, I, it's, you know, I feel bad for the guy because he's waited all this time for a ranked opponent, Marcel. If he goes and fights a guy who might not even be ranked or someone freaking like Bilal Muhammad just to stay busy. And Bilal is a great fighter. I don't think he beats Leon, though, you know? So, like, I don't know at this point who's going to fight because you, you hope it's Colby. How do they know Colby's going to even sign for that fight? What are your thoughts? Who's going to be? Um, yeah, same, man. I, I hope it's Colby. It should be Colby, but uh, if not, make the Asia. It's a good fight, too. He deserves it, eh? Like, he yeah. deserves to step up. He stayed busy. He's won his fights. I love Leon. He's got he's to get a fight in March. There's no way he can wait longer than that, though. I agree with you. Tyler says a 50 fights on Saturday has me jazzed. LOL. I'm sure Thursday we'll have four canceled two new opponents. 100%, bro. There's no way those fights will last. And of course, I stayed up all night last night, like reading about the fights in preparation this week. I got a lot, I got to watch a lot more tapes, though. There's, there's a bunch of new guys on the cards. So it should be good. Um, let's go to your page for a few minutes, Marcel. We'll just go do some fight announcements quick. Right. If you guys have any more questions, throw them in. We got like less than 10 minutes left, but we'll talk about a few fights quickly. What are my uh, my guys? Didn't Al break this fight? That's right. Al, oh, I, I didn't have the page open. Sorry. <laughs> Where is it? I always call him Al Zulusino just for fun. Yeah. Al is uh, <laughs> Alfredo. He's a, he's a good dude. He works for BJ Penn. He broke this fight. KB, KB Buller against Andreas Michalides. KB Buller got knocked out by Tom Breeze with a jab. 
in his UFC debut. Andreas Nicolais had this weird fight with Podeskis, Podeskis, where he like fell outside the, the door. Like they didn't have the door shut and he fell outside of it and they said he was knocked out. It was a really weird fight, honestly, and a weird ending to the fight. Kind of felt bad for him, but he was knocked out, obviously. It's just that his coaches didn't have the door shut. He fell out of it. Remember that, Marcel? Yeah, really weird, man. And uh, uh, was, uh, I think Sataki was the referee back then. Uh, Kevin Sataki. It was it was a really was really weird, you know. He he thought he could sit there, and uh, the like you said, the co the cage wasn't shut, so uh, he fell through, and was, and they were like, yeah, we call it off. It was really weird. Yeah, it was. It was. But I, I like. I mean, I'm Greek, half Greek, so I mean, this is one of my guys in the UFC. There's like, I think we had Costas Philippu before. He was kind of Greek, and now we have this guy, Elias Theodoro, too, who had this fight recently. But I like him. Um, Jack Shore, Hunter Azure. Why is Jack Shore not fighting rank guy yet? I don't know, man. I th I, um, I I honestly like the matchup. You don't? It's okay. I mean, Hunter, I I really liked him in contender series, yeah. but he got knocked out by Kelleher, didn't he, last year? Like that that shocked me. I'll yeah. be honest. Kelleher is not a knockout artist. He knocked him out. So I think in the fight he was winning actually before that happened. So yeah. I obviously I need to go back and watch the fight again for sure. I just remember getting finished and being very surprised. I I picked Azure in that fight. I guess maybe I'm just low on him after that, but I, I'm really high on Jack Storm, man. I mean, the guy's phenomenal on the ground, Marcel, like great submissions. We saw that against Aaron Phillips a few fights ago. So he's great, and he'll be a big favorite in this one. Dana Batrigal against Kevin Natty Vidad. This guy, man, that last knockout against Miles Johns, like the way he fell down. Remember that? That was that um, weird. That was crazy, eh? And then uh, Batrigal. He has some good wins. Kaikara France, Guido Canetti. Canetti. Um, yeah. That was his UFC win, I believe. Yeah, he only lost to uh Adi Alfred Alfred or something. Yeah, yeah. And it was a I believe fight of the night. David, I like I like this guy, Dvorak. And Pive is good too. What are your thoughts on this fight? Amazing fight, man. Um really looking forward to this one. I think Dvorak looked great, although Bisping thought he lost. I guess pretty myself, I still don't know why. No way, it. how? <laughs> I mean, uh, I watched the fight bang and listened to the commentary. I like Bisping, though, but that was worse. Um, I want to go uh, talk about the commentary last Saturday night, by the way, now I'm thinking about Let's it. Let's do it. Go for it. Yeah, and uh, Holly and Paiva, great fighter. I'm a big fan of Paiva. Uh, if you don't know his backstory, really look it up, man. Guy had some uh, real bad uh, things going up uh, when he go to the, went to the UFC is uh, pretty much his girlfriend got got killed you know so uh, I'm, I'm happy he, he was support he was thinking about stopping you know and then uh, what, happened to her? what happened so they got like uh, they were in a club or something I don't know the exact thing so if I'm wrong uh, my apologies he were in a club and uh, there was a guy who was annoying to his girlfriend and they are like okay let's go home and when they go home um, he uh, I think uh, they they were on on the on the bike on the how do you say it on the bike with a motor in it I don't know how you say a motorbike okay. you know and uh, they were at the at the traffic lights and then they got hit by by a car uh, on purpose and uh, he got injured and she she died so wow. uh, yeah they got arrested I think or they didn't I don't know but uh, yeah after that he didn't want to fight anymore and uh, uh, he still pulled pulled through uh, and uh, yeah now he's in the UFC. We went to the UFC, by the way. That's sad. What? So, and you know what? Honestly, there's some other fights here that are, I mean, they're not really even worth talking about, honestly. But uh, what were you going to say about the commentary? Because uh, you had something to say. What were you going to say? Go ahead. Let, yeah. you, I got, we got less than five minutes, so go ahead and rant. 
really, man. I mean, Joe Rogan and DC, why do they keep putting these two together, man, in a pay-per-view? And John Anik, I really like John Anik, by the way. But, man, why has he, has he put up with these two all the time, man? I mean, DC is not that bad, but don't co combine them with Joe Rogan, please, man. I mean, uh, for me, I just like to watch fights. Uh, here's some good commentary. And, man, just a bunch of kids, you know. And there are some people who really like it, but I think m most of those people are just watching sometimes MMA and they're like, oh, cool, they're laughing and all that kind of stuff. That's really weird to me, man. I mean, uh, I was, listen, man, I respect Joe Rogan a lot. Uh, I thought he was great a few years ago, but uh, everybody had a, has a best before date, you know. So, uh, and I think Joe Rogan has passed a long time ago. And uh, I mean, also with... Um, I know Anik got that uh, that that commentary about the child the the custody the child custody. I think you will thank them even for it and on yep. Twitter. No, yep, so. I saw that. What what is with that? People were just making a big issue out of something that really wasn't, and then you had the fighter himself saying, "I appreciate John even saying something." But let's take on MMA forum guy. If we're talking about commentators, should talk about other fighters have. Should we talk about what other fighters have child custody battles? Listen. I thought it was weird too. I got to be honest. Like when I heard it, I was like, "This is where's this coming from?" But then you heard this. We heard we'll talk about it later. Maybe him and John had a conversation that day or the day before where they had yeah. talked about it. Clearly, it was important to him. Um, it was it was odd. Okay, so this is the last question we're gonna take because we have two minutes left, Marcel. So we're gonna take Marcus's question, and then we'll plug our stuff. Okay. What do you think with Dana White and Arahuani? Will the beef ever end? Okay, so basically, what happened was. Uh, Gina Carano got fired from the Mandalorian last week. By the way, I've never even seen that show. I've heard of it, obviously. I've never watched it. Never watched it. I like Gina, though, as a fighter. i got to be honest. One of my favorites of all time. No doubt about it. Having said that, I did see the comments. It's very questionable. Why would you ever tweet something like that? It's just beyond stupid the, the shit people tweet and put on their Instagram. You don't need to talk about this kind of stuff. Seriously. It's, your, it's her fault. So, yes, you know, freedom of speech, I understand. But at the same time, dude, if I said that, I expect to be fired, too, because Yes, your freedom of speech as a person, that doesn't mean your employer has to keep you employed. Now, as far as the whole comment she made, I can't go and say Ariel being offended is, is stupid or something like a lot of people have said and Ariel's making out to be about himself. I don't agree with that because, you know, quite frankly, I mean, he is a Jewish guy. We all know that. And her comment was about the Holocaust and Jewish people. So I can see why he was upset. Dana calling him a douche was wrong too. Having said that, you know, he called him a douche. I mean, it happens. Like, it's not a great comment. I don't agree with it. I, I think people are, you know, acting like something else, like something more bad happened here. It's bad. We know Ariel and Dana don't get along, but I just feel like this is kind of being blown out of proportion now at this point. But I agree overall with Ariel said. Ariel said. I just think at this point, it's being a little bit blown out of proportion. Like, you know, you got all these journalists saying they have his back and stuff. Why? Because he called, called him a douche? I don't know about that. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Um, listen, man, I mean, do I agree with Gina Carano's views on this one? No, I don't, you know, but, uh, man, people can keep nagging about everything, you know, on Twitter. It just bores me to death, you know. Uh, if you say it one time, we hear it. We don't have to see you under every comment or quote tweeting everyone who disagrees with you. You know, I, I got upset yeah, last, uh, last night that, uh, uh, we saw that uh, that clip from Gilbert Burns on the on the uh, on the thing. Oh, how do you say that? Uh, uh, when he came on in the airport and he, his kids walked through him, 
and uh, he had this uh, face mask under his chin to say hi to his kids and then somebody's gonna reply like dude can you put your face mask on normally i was like shut the fuck up man yeah. i mean she just shut up you know he knows he should should have done that but who are you you know and that's the kind of stuff that bothers me all the time on, on twitter but i didn't agree with carano but i'm not gonna nag about it the whole damn i just time. think it's it's pointless to like complain about like again i think you know ariel was very offended obviously and i i can't blame him at all i mean quite frankly i thought the, the post she made was just disgusting obviously but at the same time i i, I just think it's being blown up proportion like if he called me a douche, I would laugh about it, quite frankly. I think it'd be hilarious. I'd be like, Dana thinks I'm a douche. That's awesome. Dana knows who I am. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's lying all the time, so he doesn't think you're a douche if he says it. Yeah, yeah, no. Dana, I'm just joking. But, but again, you know, I, I, I like Ariel. I respect Ariel. And he is obviously one of the best journalists ever in the sport. Arguably the best, probably. This whole thing is – I hope we can move past it. I'll say that because – as an MMA fan, dude, I don't care about the pol political side of it at all. Same. I got to be honest, guys. Like, I, I understand that you know, sports and politics they do have this meaning together, and they 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 share the same thing. But for me, when I come here with Marcel and Cole and you guys, we just like to talk about MMA. You know, yeah. we like to keep the other stuff. Don't call us privilege because we don't want to talk about that at all, man. I mean, yeah. If I want to talk about uh, MMA Twitter, you know, of uh, uh, po po politics, I'm not going to Twitter. I just yeah. talk to people in my normal life. I care about, I will know who value my opinion, and I value their opinion. I'm not going to talk politics with uh, MMA guy 506, 2223, and then want to know on Twitter who uh, calls me a dick or whatever. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. Marcel's not a dick. He's actually a great dude, man. And again, <laughs> one of the best guys. And I, like I said, I think, dude, you need to do. Uh, you need to do what's it called? A Patreon, man. I'm telling you, because the amount of like you're doing the Lord's work, dude. And you see Kaposa, who also do, does the Lord's work. He got some some nice love from the fans. And they, they, they're giving him a little bit of money. I, I think Marcel, guys, you know, you guys tell him what to do. It's his life, but uh, you know, I think the Patreon thing for Marcel makes a lot of sense personally, but I, it's, his, it's his thing. Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. By the way, Tyler, if you want me to follow you, yeah. Uh, yeah handle man i have to give you my hand i, I follow tyler i recognize him and from here and that's why i followed him so thanks tyler um appreciate it man i'll be back tomorrow 10 a.m with cole we'll be uh breaking down ufc vegas 19 can't wait to talk about that so that's tomorrow 10 a.m marcel man thanks again for joining me uh i really appreciate it man as always um i'll try to get you on thursday marcel but i know you obviously uh work you know so it'll be tough but i'll, I'll ask you either way yeah, trying you know you know i'm trying if i can come on and come on and even if i can come on on 15 or 20 20 minutes later i will do it man that's what i'm saying like this guy, you gotta understand like this dude this guy is out there delivering mail all day bro i tell you if i had a headband with with where i could connect my phone on i would do it man you know i would do it <laughs> i would love to see his like walk but this guy marcel deserves a lot more respect and appreciation i think from the big, the big journalist in the sport. This guy is one of the best guys doing it, and we love him here. So, Marcel, thanks again. We went a little past the hour, but uh, I'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m., guys, and uh, have a great day. Bye. Bye.